Hi, Dave. Hi, Greg. You look parched. Yeah, I'm thirsty. I need more listeners to buy me a beer. How would a listener buy one a beer? Uh, they would go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash dads on film pod. And uh, the link is in the pod ta- podcast description. They can just do that one-off purchase for £3. comes directly to us. And we will be very, very grateful. Buy us a crate. Yeah, do that. Why not? <laughs> Support the cause. Tippers. Yeah, boy. Here's the podcast. Oh, apologies. Ben's been absolutely brilliant. I've got, we've got like a new kind of routine that we've been doing with him and he's been amazing and like falling asleep before eight o'clock every night and, you know, sleeping pretty well. And then it's always, whenever we get into a good routine, it's always Tuesday nights that he's yeah. not great. And I don't know, I don't know whether it's like uh, they can sense that you're not fully <laughs> So I think maybe we've had this conversation before. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sure the sense that you're just not fully. Yeah, cool. Like, yeah, once podcast time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, I, I think there is something there. Because you you you're quite anxious to get them to bed, so mm. your anxiety I think goes passes on to them a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I we've can... like we've got to like get in bed with Ben and like fully cuddle him yes. to like get him to sleep. So I think yeah yeah. Oh, I could, and, and it's like one of the nicest things ever as well. I quite gladly just like stay in there all night and just yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. I could still on half term uh, body clock, so like late night. Oh right, like yeah. In fact, we had we had when we were away last week, we had some friends come over, and it's um, Arthur's mates. Mm. In fact, I think it was the night before you, we recorded. Yeah, last you, week. you said on the podcast, and um, they were. They were, up play, to like were they playing one, Jurassic Park or something? Yeah, they're playing like Lego, Lego yeah. Jurassic Park till one a.m. Nice. Like so uh, oh, yeah, so called cool. a bit off since then. So funny, oh. they're dead into the PlayStation now. Like mainly playing Lego games, so they play like yeah. Lego City Undercover, Lego Jurassic Park. Like at some point, we're gonna get them into the Lego Harry Potter games and stuff like yeah. that. Well, they're dead like they're dead good. They're well themed and it's mm. like problem solving, and it's just they're just dead harmless and nice. It's cool. Well, there's. There used to be a there was it probably still exists I don't know but there was a Lego Star Wars on the Wii that was yeah. brilliant because you were like like your lightsaber was your Wii yeah. you know thing and then for um, it was like Max's birthday probably like five or six years ago when I had a PlayStation I bought a Lego Harry Potter and. I just didn't see her for a week because she was just like she'd get home from work and be like more yeah. into games than me. It was ridiculous, but it yeah. does like the Harry Potter ones were really cool because again, it was like you wand and it can condense them down to one, one, two, two. One, two, <laughs> one, two, two three, four. four. <laughs> I'm Dave and I'm Greg, and we love watching films great films, bad films, blockbusters, classics, indie films, cheesy films superhero films but as dads we especially love watching family films with our kids so we've made a podcast all about it this is dads on film knob you're a knob <laughs> i was actually thinking about that <laughs> yeah. pablo cut it out it's, oh i'm just being tested yes oh. it's they call it years one to three and years yes. four seven don't they it's yes, nice but how are you? I'm grand, thanks. Uh, it's nice to see your face this week. Yeah, yeah, um, good. Yep. Uh, no, I'm I'm all good. Back at work now. Sun's shining. The days are getting longer. It's you know, it's, mm. springtime is a coming now. Um, yes. So, <laughs> yeah, feel, feel, feels good. And we we ignore we we ignore everything else that's going on. Mm. We look after our own little worlds that are here. And, you know, we we craft our happy place, and this podcast is part of that. We're not going to dwell on the scary shit in the world. We're gonna yes, we're gonna focus on the stories because it's the stories <laughs> that get us through, isn't it? Correct. Sorry, this dog is doing my head in one minute. Oh. Everybody tests me. Ah. Oh. Anyway, you're not, you're not you're not very relaxed this evening. Are you, are you... No, I've had a very very long day. <laughs> Max is uh, so Max is back at work. Uh, yeah, you sent her a lovely text. Thank you for that. That meant a lot to her. Oh. Um, and then so she was she was she worked from home on Monday, 
and she was in the office today. But the timing's awful because Max's mum and dad are on holiday this week. Yeah. Um, and her dad would have have Zach on a Tuesday and mum would have him on a Thursday. Um, so I've had to book off the Tuesday and Thursday this week. Um, right. So I've been like oh, all over the place, school drop off, and I've had Zach all the, like, and it's been lovely, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to a music class, moon oh, music. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Wake up and good morning. Um, sorry, it, that's one of did the songs. It, did, it, did any of the mums at this class say, oh, is it daddy daycare? Or anything shit no, like they that? didn't actually, but oh, we, I think we've had this conversation before actually. Yeah, I definitely resent that. But no, they were all just laughing at me because I was like, wake up, good morning, <laughs> getting fully into it. Yeah. Just did you go, this guy? I was in a band, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, I did not. I did what, not. What else um, do you at the weekend? What's been going on? Not tons, to be honest. Just like loads of, like, like just bits kind of here and there, doing little things with the kids and, and stuff like that. They've opened yeah. up. There's like a, a little coffee shop that's opened up in like the town next to us, but there's the town that we're moving to. Yeah. And I'm like obsessed with it because it's just like a, you, obviously you get loads of them in Buxton, but like we don't get that sort of thing. <laughs> you like local yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. Um, and it's just this fella and his wife who've just set up, bought this like little shop, set up this coffee shop. It's dead nice, cool. and they're super friendly. And I've been in like twice a week apart, and they were. I walked in and they're like, "Hi, Dave. Have you moved Aww. house yet?" And all this sort of stuff. And I was just like, "Ah, oh, this oh, is brilliant." No, and good. they've got a license, so they open late, for, and they've got a few they have beers as well. Where everybody knows your name, <laughs> the lounge. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. cool. Yeah. So we'll Aww. go like when you stay over, we'll like. The men will have a little walk up for coffees in the morning yeah. and then a few beers at night. Like I've watched a lot of films this week, Greg. Have you? What you been watching? Tell me. Tell so, me. I will tell you some films that I have watched. One of them I might throw in as a little uh, so solid you later on. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I watched. I fa- right, so finally sat down. Zach had a big nap today, so I was like, I've got time to crack a film out here so i watched the 2013 spike john's written and directed film starring joaquin phoenix her oh you, yeah okay i'm not where he that. where he falls in love with his operating system voiced by scarlett johansson yes yeah i've heard about this film is it good it was all right oh. <laughs> i kind of wanted like a lot more from it yeah um because i think What's that uh, Joaquin Phoenix film I watched last year? The the um, one where he protects that girl. Um, oh, um, what's, she, what's that female yeah. director? What's she called? Uh, Lynn Ramsey. Lynn Ramsey. That's it. Oh, you were never really it called? Here. Yeah. Uh, is he? Yeah. And so, some. I'm thinking sometimes Joaquin Phoenix can be amazing. Sometimes he can just be like, ah, yeah. It's just. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I've started writing little. Little short reviews on my on my letterbox because I yeah. never used to do that. So okay. all I said was I wanted something a little bit edgier from Spike Jones uh, because if you look at his like other films, they're very weird and wonderful. So like Where the Wild Things Are, uh, being John Malkovich, you know, like all those. They're all a bit strange but cool. And this is ultimately like fairly safe, um, okay. you know, fairly safe romantic comedy for like the digital age. It was nice seeing Joaquin Phoenix playing like the everyman, which you don't tend to see. He always plays like like weird weird characters or like sure. disturbed characters, but he's just a fella. So that was actually quite nice to see him doing something oh, a bit cool. different, but actually a bit normal. Yeah. Um, Scarlett Hansen provides some luscious tones as the voice Samantha, the operating system, um, and gives a bit of life to what you know, what could have been a pretty dull, like pretty bog standard sort of character, um, but yeah, it was fine. It was just was was fairly non. Oh, Amy Adams. Eventful. Yeah, I, that's what like Amy Adams is. She plays his neighbor. She's not in it that much. Olivia Wilde's in one scene. Chris yeah. Pratt's in it for like a little bit. It was just yeah. a bit weird, like not not weird as in like it's a, the film itself is weird because it wasn't actually it's it's yeah, yeah. it was what it was. Okay, but it was Fair just is. an odd little production. But anyway, there you go. So I watched that. Okay. <laughs> um, 
I watched um, a film. <laughs> so we love Bridesmaids, don't we? Like that's a genuinely very, very oh, funny yeah. film. Yeah, um, mainly, mainly well, Chris O'Dowd. Yeah, yeah Chris Um So I watched the next thing that uh, Kristen Wiig and her uh, writing partner, and her name escapes me, um, and this film came out last year, and it's called Barb and Star Go to oh, uh, Vista Del Mar. It's really <laughs> uh, uh, Annie, it's Annie Momolo, 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 isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and um, I, I kept, yeah... It looks trash. Is it trash? It's... It is and it isn't. It's so strange because it's two... It's just two films. It's it's these two friends who are like best mates, Barb and Star, and they go on holiday together and they both fall in love with Jamie Dornan. <laughs> and yeah, okay. they kind of... They kind of like... They lie into each other like when they're seeing him. And that side... Is fine and it's very very funny, but then the other side there's this absolutely batshit crazy subplot of this evil villain, super like super villain, who is also played by Kristen Wiig. Okay, genetically mm. modifying mosquitoes <laughs> to then attack Vista Del Mar, and Jamie Dornan works for her and is in love with her, and so weird. What I will say is. It's utter madness. Yeah. It's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. But also one of the biggest piles of crap I've ever seen in my life. It was so strange. We we were genuinely laughing out loud. It was very, very funny. Interesting. But all but just trash. Will Ferrell and Adam McKay are both producers on it. Uh, yes, because it was so. It's Gloria Sanchez Productions, or Gary Sanchez Production, which was their production company, but yeah. they've dissolved it because they've fallen out. Yes, that's what I wondered because I was. It must be like one of the last things they've been yeah. together, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have they actually fallen out? Oh, so apparently, he didn't, he didn't cast Will Ferrell as. Yeah, so so Will Ferrell loves the LA Lakers. Right, yeah. so it's a random thing. And uh, Adam story. McKay's new thing is like the series for HBO, which is about the, the Lakers. Mm. And he cast Michael Shannon. Um, you know Michael Shannon from like Knives Out and things like that. And he cast yeah. Michael Shannon in like the lead role. And after like a week of production, Michael Shannon, or no, of like rehearsals or whatever, Michael Shannon was like, I don't, I can't do this. I'm not, I'm not right for this role. Yeah. So, um, McKay went to John C. Riley. Ah, uh, yes, that's it. And apparently, Will Ferrell was a bit like, "You could have come to me, like right. to do it." You know, I love them so much, but yeah. also Adam McKay didn't even mention it to Will Ferrell. So John oh. C. Riley, I literally read an interview about it the other day. It was John C. Riley, and he was like, he rang Will Ferrell and was like, "I just wanted to let you know that like McKay's asked me to do this. Are you all right with it?" And Will's like, "Well." You know, of course, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be funny with you or anything. Like, you do whatever you want to do, and that's absolutely fine. But yeah. he was like, I just wish Adam had at least mentioned it to me. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think there's there's probably yeah. a lot more to it. Public like, that is though, like, yeah, you're the grown men are speaking about this shit in public. Like, <laughs> yeah. Weird, isn't very it? weird. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Ooh. fair enough. Bob and Star so, yeah, weird film. It like I I I, I will stress. It's very, very funny, but it's just not very good. <laughs> and Jamie Dornan has a big song and dance number in it, and it's very, very funny. Anyway, um, um, yeah, uh, you know, amongst other things, watch the other films we're watching that we're talking about this week, and then I've got a little so solid you for later on. Cool. Yeah. I saw Soz on Saturday, and mm. uh, I was like, um, I just asked to catch up. I've not seen him in a while. And what he's been up to is like, I don't know what you've been up to because I've been listening to the podcast every week. I know what you've been doing every weekend. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, he says, Oh, you've been doing such and such that you did this last night, didn't you? I was like, Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's like still loyally listening. He says, he, And he nice. blamed us for he blamed listening to our podcast for him on his post round losing the keys to the van because he was distracted like, by us in his ear and genuinely well. locked himself out of the van and they had to go to Manchester to get a spare set of keys for this post one. Oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, cool. Well, <laughs> uh, have you got a question for me, David? Yes, Gregory. What the hell is coming up on this fine episode 
of Dad's on Film. Well, next up, we've got Movie Train, which is uh, the uh, 2013? Nope. Nope. 2011? Definitely before that. <laughs> uh, 2008. Okay. 2008, uh, Michael Sheen starring film Frost Nixon, about the uh, the Watergate interviews with uh, David Frost and Richard Nixon. Uh, then we've got this week's film news, a few bits of film news this week. Then our new release-ish this week, it's been out for quite some time, but it's out on Disney uh, plus this week is um, Steven Spielberg adaptation of West Side Story. I like to live What's in that? America. Then uh, yeah. um, we're getting back on. Oh, you, you've, you've got a little So Solid You for us. And then yes. back on the old, back, I'm looking forward to You keep speaking about the So Solid You. I'm looking forward to seeing what it is. And we'll get back in the old movie train. And then we'll go, What's on the Box? Yay, you got it right. Nice. I did. Yeah. Good for you. Thanks. Okay. Take a breath. We're diving in. Okay, chugger chugger. So, a few weeks ago we left a station and took a line, which I can't remember. Well, <laughs> Sam Rockwell got it. It was Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's... So yeah, we we left the Galaxy Quest station. We took the Sam Rockwell line, and we have found ourselves at the 2008 uh, Ron Howard directed. I don't know, drama, uh, Frost, yeah. Nixon. Do you want to set it up a little bit, Gregory? Yeah. So um, Watergate scandal was in like 1970s. Richard Nixon ended up getting um, impeached and I think he resigned, didn't he? And yeah. uh, on the back of that, um, David Frost uh, in his sort of uh, early days of his career as a sort of TV host, entertainer, um, has this idea that he wants to try and get an interview with Richard Nixon. So uh, he, he takes his producer, goes. He, they, they agree to it for a sum of six hundred thousand pounds, which is considered like an astronomical fee. Goes over to the states, um, you know, setting up the interview before the interview, trying to bid to get TV stations to buy into it. Everyone's a bit funny with the idea of the British uh, sort of uh, TV entertainer coming mm-hmm. over and interviewing an American president and how that's going to be. So all the all the TV studios shy away from it, and they decide to kind of like go out and uh, get the advertising revenue themselves and sort of like, license it out themselves. And uh, it, what became is infamous four interviews, is it, I think? Yeah. Um, which are sort of more revealing than anyone thought they'd be, more insightful than anyone thought they'd be, um, with Richard Nixon, um, you know, speaking about, amongst other things, but most importantly, the Watergate scandal. That pretty much sum it up? Yes, And in definitely. there... In there, so you got uh, Frank Frank Langella, Langella, mm-hmm. Langella, uh, yeah. as Richard, <laughs> Richard Nixon. I never know. Uh, Ma- wonderful Michael Sheen as David Frost, um, doing what he does best, same as he did with um, with Brian Clough in Damned and yeah. United, um, and he's done with Tony Blair and all sorts yeah. of other yeah. people in the yeah. past, doing, um, doing a fantastic job of playing David Frost. Uh, Kevin Bacon's in there as well. Toby Jones. Look, looking not unrecognizable, <laughs> but more unrecognizable than he is in other stuff. He's, he's quite, I love Toby Jones; he's amazing. Uh, Matthew McFadden's in there as well, yeah, so people know yeah. him as Tom from Succession, uh, most recent years, and of course Sam Rockwell's in there, and you've got loads of other people as well. So it's quite mm-hmm. a cast, and it's yeah. quite a film as well. Uh, yeah, go on then. What do you make of Frost Nixon? I really, really enjoy it because, and I suppose we're probably both going to say this: it's something that I. I'm not particularly interested in. I didn't know tons about it. And I often find this, but you kind of get this more with documentaries. If if you, you can tell a good documentary or a good drama when the subject matter isn't particularly interesting to you, but you're thoroughly uh, engrossed. engaged with, yeah, engrossed yeah. and engaged with the film. And I was 100%. Mm. Um, it's based on a play. Did you know this? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, starring obviously Michael Sheen and, and Frank Langella. Um, Morgan, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think you can you can kind of tell to a certain extent, especially with the with the sit down interviews. It is very theatrical uh, the way it's done, and I just I think that's that's really really like I don't know really interesting, and then kind of building the film out from that if that makes sense so you know they've added a lot more characters they've added they've added more scenes they've done more improvisation and things like that and i just found it really really um 
just like interesting how they did it. It's really, really cool. And mm. I, I always like it when you get two actors who aren't necessarily, you know, they don't look anything like the characters they're supposed to portray. They're not necessarily doing impressions because they're not, you know, they're not impressions. Like Frank Langella isn't doing an impression of Nixon. Because no. it's not a particularly good impression of Nixon, it's if a, that makes it's sense. A, it's a portrayal. Yeah, it's a portrayal, but it's a performance. And yeah. it's and it works beautifully because you do forget later on, you know, it, within the first sort of five minutes of seeing it, you forget that you're watching Frank Langella mm. and you feel like you're watching Nixon. Although, as I say, it's not a, it's not a, uh, uh, it's not an impression or it's not, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Do, you, do you get what I'm trying to say? It's, it's yeah, quite yeah, hard absolutely. to sort of. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not uncanny. You know, it's not uncanny. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, but sometimes but that can, and, and it works because sometimes that can be distracting if people are trying to do an uncanny. Mm. You know, because it ends up being like a caricature of it sometimes. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, definitely. And um, the, and this isn't that, that isn't this isn't that. And I think he he was quite careful to. To kind of give him his own stamp, if that makes sense, um, and it's brilliant. And I just, I, I really, I, like, I really love the chemistry between them both. There's a lot of back and forth, but there's also like, although they they quite clearly don't like each other, they actually have they grow to respect each other. And there's a, there's a lovely kind of there's like this little motif that goes on throughout the film about the shoes that David Frost's wearing, and um, and, yeah. and Nixon's always commenting on his shoes that <laughs> like you know they're not smart enough shoes and things. You know, it's it's just an odd little thing, but it's really nice yeah. little uh, reoccurring thing that happens. And I think that's like a, a nice sort of metaphor for for the relationship that they have. So yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it. As I say, it's something I wouldn't necessarily have gone out my way to watch again, but I'm I'm glad. Uh, I'm, I'm I glad really I like it. Yeah, fell back in, onto it. I think uh, Rebecca Hall's really good in it, supporting yeah. role. He plays the, like the love interest of David Frost. Mm. Just quite nice, sort of going on in the sidelines sort of thing. But I think she's uh, something quite captivating about her as well. No, I think it's a really good film. I saw it many years ago. I don't know whether it was when it first, when it first came out or whether it was sort of not long after. Um, but it was nice to go back and revisit it. Fantastic. Would you say, Gregory, that Frost Nixon is Flight or Transformers The Last Night? Flight or Fright? Flight. Okay, I'll go for Flight, please. <laughs> would that make a difference? No. no. <laughs> okay, well, I would agree with you. Where can we see Frost Nixon, Gregory? Frost Nixon is available to rent from all the usual places for £3.50-ish. Excellent. This is the news. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Uh, not tons of news this week um, that I, well, all that I found particularly interesting. Uh, the first one we got our full proper trailer for the next Fantastic Beast film, The Crimes, Crimes of No Secrets of Dumbledore. There you go. Um, yeah, I, it just looks like more of the same. The only good thing about it is we we got to see Mads. Mickelson um, as Grindelwald, which is pretty cool, you know. I, I, and does he look like Mads. Johnny Depp in it? Or no, he just basically just looks like Mads, but the, he's got maybe a little, his, his hair's a tad greyer. But I, I quite like that because I, th- I feel if they'd done the exact same get-up that Johnny Depp was in with the bleach blonde hair and all that sort of stuff, I think um, you, yeah. you'd be comparing it a bit too much. Um, we know Mads can do a villain, you know, he's great as Le Chief. Um, I think the, th- the thing is with this um, sort of offshoot of uh, the franchise is it's every- everyone can see through it. It's that, it was, there was a small book that J.K. Rowling did this mm. Fantastic Beast thing, and they are milking it for all it's worth, and they've got you know gone down this whole entire path making now three films out of it, and God knows five films is going to be in total. It's going to be five, yeah. My God, and it's almost you know. And it's just attached by attaching itself to the Harry Potter name. I don't know. There's something quite gross about it all. Mm. I, I, I didn't. Do you, I didn't hate. I preferred the first one to the yeah. second one. Um, I didn't hate them, but they're not magical in the same way by any stretch. And actually, no. Eddie Redmayne starts to get my nerves by the end mm. of the second one quite a bit. Really, go yeah. on. 
I, I, well, two things really. One, I just find that, like, I completely agree with you. They're not as magical, and the beauty of the Harry Potter films are, is there's there's that practical element to it. Um, yeah. You know, they st- they tried to do a lot of the stuff that you know practically. So you know, in the burrow, all the things that are moving are actually mechanical. You know, and and just like the, just stuff like that, and all all the the time and effort they put into making Hogwarts feel real, like all the books. It was like all old yeah. phone books that they made to look old, and you know, everything was just brilliant. And in this, I just feel like there's just no care there's no weight to these films whatsoever because everything just seems cgi yeah and again i'm not saying there's no cgi in harry potter okay i get that but it just feels like there's just no heart in these films whatsoever second thing i was going to say is by making these like these prequels do you feel like it's taking anything away from the originals well, this one could do. <laughs> um, that's the danger, isn't it? Because this is like the bit where it ends up starting infringing, if you like, on yeah. the Harry Potter films by, mm. you know, Dumbledore being in it and, you know, mm. getting closer and closer to what we know as modern day sort of Hogwarts. Yeah. So, so, so it could end up taking away from it, potentially. Mm. Because I I find that with with like Star Wars, I love the original trilogy, but then they did episode one, two, and three, and I just feel like it tainted Star Wars a little bit. Um, and then you know also with like all all the stuff they're doing now, and some of it's great, but some of it isn't. Like the book of Boba Fett isn't particularly good, and I just feel like it's going to put a dampener eventually on everything that's come before it. It's sometimes it, you know it's quite a dangerous game sometimes because. People who are into these uh, franchises sometimes sometimes the greatest stories are what's left untold, and yeah. it happens in the head of the fan, yeah. the head of the viewer. Of like, oh, I wonder what happened before that sort of thing. And when you actually see it, it's like, oh, well, that's not what I hoped. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and sometimes it works. Like, I think, for instance, Breaking Bad when they did the El Camino, I think they got away with that following on. From mm. what happens to what happens to Jesse after this? All right, we're all going to show you. But part, sometimes you're better off not knowing. Yeah, and and they could spend an infinite amount of time going off down these different alleys. Like, look, what if, what if two hundred years ago, what if a hundred years ago, this was happening? This is the mm. origin story of Albus Dumbledore. Essentially, like that. it's like actually, do we need to know all this? I don't know. Perhaps not, especially when the source is like this, these amazing books, mm. and, that, and and that's when it's more true, isn't it? That's when it's most personal yeah. to, the people, to the fans, to to the people who enjoy them. It's when it's books and they're adapted into film, and yeah. so the Harry Potter series, arguably, just as magical as yeah. the books in many ways, and 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 they got that right. But there's but it, there's something. I don't know. That's that's dangerous about them taking it further, taking it further, and taking it further. That's going to start to, I don't know, wind people up. I think potentially, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Agreed. Agreed. Um, cool. So we got a <laughs> we got our last trailer for Morbius, the Jared Leto starring. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, Sony Spider Verse. Marvel film, but the thing that struck me, I watched this trailer and I was like, this looks crap, but mm. the thing that struck me is like, and in a lot of these trailers and posters, they're really pushing at the very end, they're going like, a new hero, or a new Marvel hero, or so, you know, something like, they keep saying that, and I'm like, I don't yeah. think it is. No. He's a vampire, isn't he? Basically, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure if they can actually say he's a vampire because I don't think it's going to be like, I don't think you'll see him like sucking blood. Okay. Because event, you know, ultimately it's still a PG 13 or a 12 A over here. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I just like, Oh God, come on. We know well, we know how I feel about it. Um, so yeah, yeah. cool. So, a new hero is coming, Greg. Good. Great. And again, it's, I mean, it's a bit like with, um, the venom stuff, isn't it? It's like, yeah, how much can you milk characters from the Spider-Man world without involving yeah. Spider-Man? Yeah, it, it, it's it's like the elephant in the room is like mm. Spider-Man should be here, but he's not. Yep. Um, yeah. 
So, great, good, okay. Um, And then the final one is, it was the SAG Award, Screen Actors Guild, um, at the weekend. So that's usually a a nice little um, run-up to the Oscars. And some good winners. Uh, Will Smith won Best Performance by an Actor for King Richard, which was, I think, very well-deserved. And I'd I'd love to see him win the Oscar. Um, I'd I'd, I'd love Will Smith or uh, Andrew Garfield to win because I really don't want Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch to win for that power of the dog, which is super boring. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, so he won Best Actor. Um, uh, Jessica Chastain won Best Actress for The Eyes of... Tammy Faye, I think it's called. Um, have, we, have we actually got that yet? Did it came know? out, yeah, yeah, a few a few weeks ago, um, but we've obviously not seen it. Um, the did it did it did it the uh, Anita from West Side Story. Her name is oh, um, Josh Hamilton. Uh, Ariana DeBose. Um, she won Best Supporting Actress, which is great, yes. wonderful. Yeah. I think she might get the Oscar. Which would be great. Okay, so we'll talk. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and a, and a few others. So I think you know, pretty cool. I'm really glad Will Smith won it because I think, you know, he doesn't do great stuff all the time, but when he does, he's very, very good. And I think he's it's a well deserved yeah. award. Speaking of Will Smith, have you seen any of this dodgy <laughs> remake of? <laughs> no, it's better be rubbish. Apparently, I'm, like the darker love- take on it's just called Bel Air. Yeah, well, do, do, do you know how it started? This it was a spoof trailer, wasn't it? Yeah, well, like, well, not so much a spoof, but like a fan made, like, yeah, yeah, what yeah. If the Fresh Prince was like a modern day drama, <laughs> and then it got picked up. Oh and, god! I mean, it should have been left as a fan made trailer, yeah. or maybe just done as a short or something like that. But apparently, it all gets lost. I was reading reading about it. And I've seen, I've seen like little bits of it, and someone. Um, Someone absolutely nailed it. Um, it was a comedy, but it would really catch you off guard because yeah, yeah, sudden like sudden like really tender or dramatic mm. moments where I don't know where um, it might be sort of a story about race or something like that or yeah. something about is 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 biological dad. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the two that's the two ones that stick out. It's the one where Carlton um, gets a gun because yeah. he's uh, he, he gets in a fight or something, so Carlton gets a gun. Sure. And that's really, really, like, really hard hitting. And then, obviously, yeah. yeah, where Will finds out about his biological dad and him and Uncle Phil have a big... Yeah, and, and then so his dad, like, abandons him again, doesn't he? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and they kind of catch you off guard because you're watching a comedy, but then it's like, oh, yeah. oh, that's quite... That's quite something. Well, apparently, the, the storyline to this one is um, they're in West Philadelphia and he's born and raised. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. And the playground <laughs> is where he spends most of his day. <laughs> He's chilling out, isn't he? Chilling out, maxing, maxing. relaxing, <laughs> all cool. Yeah, shooting, shooting some some b ball just um, outside of the school. The school, yeah. You never a guess of, though. Couple of guys. Couple of guys. <laughs> they were. Uh, They're up to no good, <laughs> and they're making trouble in the neighbourhood. And yeah. he gets in one little fight, but then his mum gets his mum gets scared. Yeah. What does she, she say? Says, yeah. She says that he's moving. With his auntie and uncle in in Bel Air, yeah. Wow. Continue. <laughs> cool. So released uh, December, I think it was. It was. It was a very close to Christmas, wasn't it? Um, in cinemas is uh, the latest adaptation. Of, of Romeo and Juliet. No, the latest adaptation of West Side Story, uh, but by the great Steven Spielberg. Um, so yeah, this came out in cinemas now, in December and came to uh, Disney Plus on Wednesday this week. Yep. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Excellent. Um, so Spielberg is like, he's a fu- it's a funny one, Spielberg, because you know you're, you know you're in safe hands. But I can't really say that he's done anything great or worthwhile for a good few years because, like, BFG was wasn't amazing. Uh, The Post was fine, you know. And and I just just think there's nothing particularly memorable that he's done in in a 
in a while. Um, yeah. And 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 in a way, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't have to be doing these safe pieces anymore. Really, he's, he maybe mm. is experimenting a little bit more. And uh, but I mean, he's got he's got a very wonderful geography mm. that kind of speaks for itself on as a whole. Really. Yeah. And there's no doubt he's he is absolutely one of the greats. I mean, I didn't go in expecting to enjoy this. Uh, as musicals, I'd, I'd, I've never seen the musical, but I remember the soundtrack. I mean, there's like mm. a copy of the soundtrack at home when I was a kid. I hate um, the soundtrack. <laughs> well, this is it. I was, I was going to say, and, and, and it's it does my head in. I don't like the music in this film. No, uh, it's Bernstein, isn't it? Um, Leonard Bernstein. So it's like all his. Yeah. It's it. it, it I'll, I'll talk about it in a minute when we get into, it, but it's like it's very jazzy, and I exactly hate and, it. And, and it, and it <laughs> juxtaposes great deal with the plot really it's very mm. jarring with the plot um that said i, I mean I'll, I'll i'll say this and i don't know to take this on face value i think this is the i think this is the best adaptation of this source material it could have been for mm. for a film adaptation of this um, yeah i think it was like it looked fantastic um yeah. i thought you know um it was well paced i thought the cast was superb uh really fantastic diverse cast um with some great performances in there um it it had this lovely balance of it felt like a stage play but also it felt like a big big film feature film production at the same time as well so some sort of stunning huge sets that some of them didn't particularly feel like they were on the streets of new york but actually you can remember this is a play this is a musical stage Mm. stage show thing and it kind of feels like somewhere in between um, and at the same time it looks really beautiful uh, I thought Adriana DeBose um, yeah DeBose Ariana yeah. DeBose sorry beg your pardon um, was really fantastic uh, I always like Ansel as much as a controversial character um, but uh, you know Rachel Zegler as well um, supporting cast thought uh, thought really good as well um, it's I mean f- like I said for me the musical in itself I'm not a huge fan of as you said before, it is Romeo and Juliet set in New New York at the end of the day. Yeah, um, and that—I mean, that, there's a reason that works. It's because it's mm. Shakespeare, and it's, it's it's a classic story, and it's got—it's a tragedy at the end of the day, isn't it? Um, and you've got that. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you're torn watching yeah. the whole thing. Are you siding with the Jets? Are you siding with the Sharks? Uh, Did he thing. ever refer to them as the sharks in this? Uh, the Puerto Ricans. Um, I don't think they do, but obviously we know this as like the jets and the sharks. But, but I, I never yeah. once heard them call them the sharks. You might be right, actually. There, yeah, yeah. I've not thought about it like that. Yeah, I don't know um, why though, because I'm like it's jets and yeah. sharks, and I just could never remember them ever saying sharks in the film. Because so in, in some ways you got this very cool 1950s story with this gang of Puerto Rican guys and the mm. ga- gang of the uh, the white New York guys, um, like and feuding against each other, battling for ground and sort of battling for honor, sort of thing, and mm. the police involvement as well. But then you've got them sort of jumping into these sort of jazzy jazzy songs, <laughs> that completely yeah. ill fitting with their yeah. with their characters, uh, and you know to some that might be a good thing. To me, I, I don't like it. I don't like the music in this film. Uh, mm, but like no, I say, I, I think this this for me, you know, I, I didn't dis I didn't dislike it. I, I'd probably say I, I quite enjoyed it. But <laughs> and it's probably as good as it could have been from the source material, but it's mm. not a it's not a musical that I think works for me. What about you? Here's a here's one of the best insults from this film. You ready? Yeah. Go pop yourself, you blister. Wow, what an yeah. insult! Um, I just wanted it to put him, that in. It, him alone, it. it very bugs him alone, but then bugs him alone is very West Side Story, isn't it? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And I think that's the thing we've got to remember. Like I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so yeah, it's very, it's very Spielberg. Although this is Spielberg's first like proper musical, I feel like you can still tell it's a Spielberg film. That opening shot, mm. um, you know, it, it, and other people have said this, but I, I completely agree. It's like it feels like a war zone, you know. You, but it's a building site, and it's like you yeah, know yeah. the camera going through, like all, all this, you know, the, the 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 
kind of the signs where it says the, yeah the signs and like the demolished buildings yeah. and it feels like it's like a war zone which obviously it kind of is um but like it's got that epic feel that Spielberg brings to his you know his, his bigger films it's also got like a playful side that it, uh, he always he does in like big films like just like he's got this and obviously he's not the director of photography but he he'll have a say in in and how the film looks but like he does this a lot in 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 his films is like he'll put just like cool little shots in there that don't really add anything to the to the story or to the characters but actually it's these like cool little things amongst this epicness which yeah. i think makes spielberg so special so like there's there's just this one shot that stuck out to me and it's maria's just like lying in bed and he's her bed frame's just got like a little circle in it, right? Yeah. And he just framed it beautifully where her face is just in the middle of this circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. That's all it that's all it was. And obviously yeah. there's you know, there's probably metaphors around that or whatever. But I'm like, somebody else wouldn't have taken the time to just put that fun little shot in. Mm. But Spielberg did, and he does it in a load of films, like in War of the Worlds, which is never been, like never classed as one of his his best films, but like it's a massive, massive sci-fi. But there's this motif that goes through all the, and it's a similar thing. It's like there's always um, like a smashed window, but there's like a you know, like a hole in like like a gun, mm. a bullet hole in a window or something, and he'll frame it through yeah. the hole. And I don't, I, there's just something fun and playful about the way he does things that he doesn't yeah, yeah. need to do it do you know what i mean yeah that's yeah, just yeah. what i what i really like about spielberg it's really really cool well, I, I like um, that shot where um when when it follows you in the corridor when uh, maria and gino before they go yeah. into the school gym and then it bursts yeah. through the doors of the school gym and yeah. suddenly it's like this swooping crane shot yeah 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 swoops around over to the other side of the gym with them all and it's it, it just this this just dance in this gym looks mm. absolutely like epic but that but that's it about like about spielberg it's like he'll he'll think what is you know this is a, this is an experience this is a cinema experience it's a mm. well, you're, gonna, you're gonna see it on a massive screen how can we do this in the most epic way we can somebody mm. else would just cut to straight inside yeah. and like be be in amongst it all but spielberg's like no tell you what we're gonna zoom in and we're gonna fly over everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant it's absolutely and that's what makes him such a good filmmaker mm. and i think it takes a film like this for people to really appreciate who he is and what he can do if that makes sense yeah, yeah, yeah. um cast yeah all right ansel um we spoke about again problematic but i think he gives a really really nice performance as tony it's like what i liked about his performance is it's that it's he's been away from the jets for a year or so and he's he's a bit more serious and he's a bit more mature like in in the gym scene yeah he's just sort of like hands in pockets like straw you know slowly walking around he's not dancing and being childish with them and i quite liked i did something quite quite mature about his performance but then every now and again he'll sort of slip and his childish side will come out and i i, I really liked that um, yeah. it's really really cool yeah um rachel zegler i liked her performance as maria um you know she's got like sort of innocence to her which i, I in the older version i think maria can come across as a bit of a like a one-dimensional character um but I think she gives her a bit more weight, which I think is quite cool. Um, and I like how her her sort of character mirrors Tony's, but like you know, opposite. So she starts off quite innocent, mm. and then becomes like obviously becomes a woman uh, and is more mature. But Tony's the other way around. He starts off mature and then obviously falls back into the his older ways of like, but you know, a bit of a f-ing dick, isn't he? Let's face it. But that's cool. David Alvarez as Bernardo, he's just. Very, very cool. <laughs> There's not much more to say about him. What a dude. Um, and then uh, a couple more I just wanted to make, mention. Mike Faust as Riff. He was Brill. Um, I, I liked his kind of like... Riff is always like... He's almost like a little brother character having to step, having to fill the shoes of Tony and step out of the shadow of Tony to yeah, try and prove yeah. himself a little bit. Um, and I really liked that. And he's very believable. Amazing singer, amazing dancer. Um but I never once believed that he would be anyone in a fight because he was just like the skinniest little dude in the world, but whatever. And then finally, uh, Ariana DeBose as Anita. So we talked about her earlier. She's Oscar nominated for it. I really, really hope she wins it. She's absolutely outstanding. Uh, She's literally the best thing about this film for me. Uh, Even um, 
uh, even sort of like looking past the dancing, which is incredible, and the singing, she's incredible, but she gives so much weight to Anita, uh, and she's so, so versatile. Um, yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I always, in West Side Story, I always preferred Anita and uh, Bernardo's kind of characters to Tony and Maria. <laughs> I just think they're great. So every time they were both on screen together, I was just like, oh, this is great. Do you know what I mean? I actually cared more about them two than um, Tony and Maria. I'm nearly done. Um, I could just, yeah, I talk about the music. I could just never get on board with Bernstein's overly jazzy music. And I suppose, and this is the point I was going to make earlier, it's like, I suppose it's a bit like June. There's so much of, so much, like so, (laughs) there's so much a classic Mm. that it's almost a parody of itself, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. things we see in this film, so for example, like jazz hands and the hat, the, you know, you're like, oh my God, that's so cheesy. Like we've seen this a thousand times, but it's because it comes from this. And it's like, it's hard to take it seriously because those tropes have been parodied so much or done so much that we're not interested in that sort of thing anymore. It's like Blade Runner, isn't it? When you watch Blade Runner. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, So that that kind of like posed a question. With this kind of new age of more kind of like current musicals, like Lin-Manuel Miranda musicals, so, you know, we got In the Heights, obviously Hamilton, you know, even things like um, uh, Encanto, Tick, Tick, Boom, and things like that. Do these more kind of classic, air quotes, classical musicals seem relevant to you? Because to me, don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed it. Mm. And it was very, very impressive. But I was like, do I actually give a crap about West Side Story anymore? Did Probably it, not. Does it need a, a revamp in some sort of way? Or mm. it's hard. And I don't know whether that's like feels like sacrilege saying that, but I'm like, I just don't think people are that interested in this type of film anymore. And it's, I suppose it kind of goes back to the stuff we were saying about Ridley Scott a few weeks ago. And um, like the last duel um, was great, but it didn't do well because people aren't bothered about those epics anymore. And I'm just, I feel, is it a similar thing with, you know, are we going through this, you know, um, I don't know, like it not a, re- a revolution sounds a little bit like extreme, but like uh, you know, this big change in musicals now. Well, I suppose, do, the, yeah. do the older older styles seem irrelevant? Well, I suppose it's successful. Sp- speak for itself, uh, whether it's whether it's succeeding or not. I mean, it's getting a it's getting a wide audience, isn't it? And especially when it comes hmm. to Disney this week, um, it's getting a much wider audience. So you, you're not going to get people of our generation or younger who aren't already familiar with West Side Story going back and watching the 60s film, for instance. Yeah. Necessarily, are you? Um, mm. But will this... I mean, certainly for me, I'm not that familiar with West Side Story, apart from the soundtrack, and it's the first time I've watched through the whole mm. of West Side Story. So, you know, it's, it's new to me in a way. Um, it's only taken $72 million at the box office from a hundred million dollar budget so mm. actually it's a box box office flop in that respect yeah um, definitely yeah. Will, will streaming services services justify um the ma- making this remake i don't know i suppose time time will tell won't it and yeah. and i suppose that that's my line is it relevant well it's relevant if people are going to watch it if people are going to yeah. engage with it um it's I, I think there's not there's nothing wrong with making these modern modern adaptations if they feel modern. And with everything we've just spoken about, with the way it looks in particular, mm. it feels worth doing to me, even though it's not okay. you know what I mean? It, even though yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. something that I would jump to and probably something probably something I wouldn't watch again. Um, mm. and, and I'm not someone who's dead into musicals. I'm into the more modern mu- musicals. Like my, my, the musicals I'm into are kind of anomalies, really, in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'll always give st- stuff a go. And I just couldn't. I think it is the. I think the biggest barrier here. I don't think the barrier is for me the story. I think I find the story quite engaging, and it reminded me a bit of. It, it reminds me a bit of even though like Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet set mm. set more modern, wasn't it? But it, it does kind of it has that grittiness. It has that yeah. I don't know that 
at um, something to buy into. Um, mm. And the biggest thing for me was just the jarring music, really. Yeah. Um, I think and the other thing I was thinking whilst I was watching it, a lot of the themes are very relevant still, you know? Yeah. Um, well, it's about racism, isn't it? Let's yeah, face it. It's like, about that's, the, that's the main theme throughout yeah. the film. And yeah. it's about, I was shocked at how full on that was. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I thought they may have almost like toned that down a touch. No, for but, for mod, you know a modern audience, but no, no, absolutely, and 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 actually, the, it almost made it feel very modern in some respects, and that, that relevance of of that those oppressed Puerto Ricans feeling that mm. sense of unwelcome in the and that that conflict they're having when they're having the uh, when Bernardo and Anita are having that conflict of like she wants to be living the American dream. He's really disappointed yeah. and feels disheartened and uh, disenfranchised by America and the, and the way it's um, not sort. Of, he's not felt, sort of felt accepted, um, right through to um, what happens to Anita at the end. Mm. Yeah, feels just very current and relevant, and in, mm. in terms of male attitudes towards women and that sort of thing happening, um, quite shocking in some ways. So yeah. I think some of the messages are still quite relevant. I do just think the main thing for me is this jarring music, um, but and it's it is so what... it is so jarring. Yeah, like there's there's a there's a scene where Tony is trying to, or Tony takes a gun away from Riff, and they have a basically they have a dance off yes. <laughs> for the, for the ownership of this gun, and I was just like, wow, that like that was the scene that felt the most mm. not out of place because. It fits the film, but I mean, like, out of place as a as a viewer now. Yeah, I was like, wow, that was that felt very dated. That scene, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Anyway, there you go. Cool, man. Um, Okay, then, would you say, Gregory, that West Side Story twenty twenty one is Mud or Rambo Last Blood? (laughs) I'd lean towards Mud. Not yeah, I, th- I think I would. I didn't. I didn't hate it, and to be, to be honest, I didn't dislike it. There was just a few things that I wasn't massively on board with. But I think overall, I was like, you know, it, it, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. So yeah, I'd got much. Where can we see West Side Story, Greg? West Side Story is available on Disney Plus now. Mambo. PG tips. Uh, so PG tips. So I, I, so right. I watched the film on Saturday night. I said to Max, I was like, do you want to watch West Side Story? She was like, no, definitely not. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, okay. She was like, I want to watch an action film. <laughs> Max's go-to is like, do you want to watch a film? She goes, yeah, something like Mission Impossible. <laughs> like yeah. that's a go-to. So I was like, <laughs> okay. And uh, I Googled action films 2021 and the first thing that popped up i said to max do you want to watch this like as a joke and she was like yeah definitely and it was uh <laughs> it's the 2021 disney dwayne the rock johnson emily blunt vehicle jungle cruise Ooh. so we had pirates Ooh. of the caribbean about yeah. 15 years ago maybe 20 years ago now. longer maybe. yeah yeah um, based on a ride at disneyland yeah. And now we've got Jungle Cruise again based on a land a ride at Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so here I, is is go on. I've not seen it myself. Um yeah. looks intriguing. Go on. Hmm. Here's here's the storyline. Based on Disneyland's theme park ride, where a small riverboat takes a group of travellers through a jungle filled with dangerous animals and reptiles, but with a supernatural element. Ooh. Ooh. Right. Okay. First of all, first of all. I quite enjoyed it, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's that's my review is I quite enjoyed it. However, it is such a fucking weird film considering it's a Disney vehicle and a rock vehicle. It's so weird, so odd, right? So they've taken this this principle of right, yeah, it's a riverboat through the Amazon. You're going to see some animals. You're going to see some reptiles. Okay, that's the ride, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But what they've done is right. We need to flesh this out somehow. Okay, so what we've what they've added. You ready? Yeah. Zombie conquistadors made out of bees. 
<laughs> Jesse Plemons as a camp German prince in a submarine. Hello! Hadushin! <laughs> right? A very strange and surprising Metallica soundtrack. <laughs> okay. Yeah? And yeah. The Rock in some very, very questionable wigs. Right? It's f***ing wild. <laughs> I can't <laughs> stress it. I was just watching it going. I looked at Max I was like, what the f***? is this like who was who was written this she was like it's for kids don't worry about it i was like i I don't know um yeah so it's based on a very very boring ride at least with pirates of the caribbean like you know that's at least you know the pirates of the caribbean ride's boring but it's like it's about pirates you can do things with pirates do you know what i mean like i'm not surprised pirates of the caribbean was the first one was like a pretty cool film pretty good um this is just absolutely bonkers they they thought right we need to do something with this um let's come up with some mental backstory of how somebody's got here and how how, why emily blunt is going to come to the amazon because right she wants to get i don't know uh, a, a leaf from a tree that gives, I don't know, eternal life maybe. But I suppose let's get some backstory for that. So maybe like 400 years ago, some conquistadors were going to try and find it. But now um, what else could we do? Well, what worked in Pirates of the Caribbean? So I suppose it was like the zombie pirates, the cursed. Okay, so these conquistadors are cursed. Okay, so they're stuck there now. Okay, cool. So we've got that. All right, so what else can we do to, to spice things up? Germans? Yeah, let's pull some Germans in. Why not? You know what I mean? And it's just crazy i cannot stress enough i was just like who the hell wrote this and it just feels like five different ideas and they've gone all right put it together um it's just a really strange bonkers mix of like indiana jones the mummy pirates of the caribbean and like jumanji and i didn't hate it (laughs) i don't don't get me wrong it's trash it's like pure cgi filth like it's ridiculous but the best compliment. Like <laughs> Coincidentally, um, I was showing my kids compilation videos of The Rock last night. Um, oh, nice. Okay. And, uh, we had a People's Elbow compilation. Yes. Uh, we added, if you smell. If you smell. <laughs> Excellent. It doesn't Good. matter. Compilation. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It was great fun. Uh, Good. They loved it. They abs- they, yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to get them into the rock yeah i think i love him Um, i do love him i really love him and i love how what i really love is how he did that persona for years Mm. and now he's just this like friendly family film actor (laughs) and it's just great and just he's just such a gentle giant yeah yeah but he knows exactly what he's doing he's he's got a brand like it it is like he is yeah he must have definite like brand guidelines that like he can't do this and he can't, he's got to do this and this has to happen. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 very, very interesting kind of yeah business model for the Rock, isn't there? Let's put Absolutely. it that way. Um, yeah, what cool. a weird film. And then all the way throughout because it's got got these like conquistadors. So they're like, well, we need to have sort of like yeah, saga, kind of like Spanish sounding music i suppose so every time there's a flashback and there's a lot of bloody flashbacks it plays nothing else matters by metallica <laughs> so weird we're just like, wow where, where can we see jungle cruise David? you can see jungle cruise and i think you should watch jungle cruise because okay. wow yeah yeah it, it's maybe available maybe. now on disney plus there we go wonderful Chugga chugga. Choo choo. Okay, here we are. We are at the uh, Frost Nixon station. Greg, where are we going? We are taking the Michael Sheen line uh, to the 2009, did I say? 2009 <laughs> film. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tom Hooper film uh, about Brian Clough, The Damned United. Uh, so I've not seen it. I think you have seen it. You're distracted by poltergeist or something in your house. It was like a knock. Oh, pa- hang on. Padlo. It was like a knock. 
That's weird. Mm. Anyway, sorry about that. Continue. Um, I've not seen it. I think. Have you seen it? I have seen it. Yes. Um, years ago, though, so I've only seen it once. So I'm looking forward to watching it again because again, it's like it's like what we're saying about Fro- what we said about Frost Nixon. I don't give a shit about football at all, Pablo. Um, but it's a really, really good, like, entertaining film, and it shows like a whole different side of, um, yeah, like a, a side of football that I didn't really know about, which is really, really cool. Yeah, um, where can we see the Damned United, Gregory? Damned United is available to rent in the usual places for three pounds. Excellent. I'm guessing because it's not. <laughs> Okay, then, Greg, what is on the box for you this week? I am going for Monday, Monday night film, which is, uh, we usually make it till Monday, do we? But uh, 9 p.m., 9 p.m. on Monday night on Great Movies, Mm. the Jim Carrey comedy drama, uh, The Wonderful Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless. Excellent, excellent. I did a bit of a YouTube deep dive um, on Jim Carrey the other day and I ended up watching 20 hidden things in the Truman Show. Ah, (laughs) It was just like, oh wow, so smart that film. We'll get Um, there one day, we'll get there one day. We will get there, we will. Um, What have you got? I'm going for Sunday the 6th of March, 11pm on ITV4, the Arnold Schwarzenegger sci-fi classic Total Recall. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful. Let us know what you guys are watching on the box this week. Cool. So, do you have any pancakes tonight? I did have pancakes tonight. I um, bobbed, bobbed to the shop on my own from work just because I knew Arthur in particular. So, uh, didn't have nothing special. I uh, bought some chocolate chips. So put some chocolate chips onto that, melting nicely into it. We had one with that. We had one with a bit of lemon juice and sugar. That was good as well. Mm. What about you? I did um, Nutella base. Yeah. Okay. Um, some raspberries. Nice. Raspberries. Some golden syrup and then some white chocolate chips. Nice. And then folded, you know, like crept it all up so it was like a... Remember, remember the creperie uh, El Delphin and Birdie? Yeah, there, I do. Mm. That was good. That. Uh, the best crep, <laughs> best crep I've ever had yeah. was uh, outside the Eiffel Tower, just across from the Eiffel Tower. There's, okay. there's always good ones there. Pretty decent. Yeah, mm. boy. What's mine the weekend in, looking uh, for? Oh, go on. My Sorry. best crep was in uh, the <laughs> Manchester City Centre Piccadilly Gardens public toilets. Oh. <laughs> it was wonderful. Filthy animal. Um, what's the weekend holding for you, Gregory? Uh, well, I cannot wait. I know to... what you're doing at 8.15 on Saturday morning. Yeah, boy. Uh, I cannot it's wait. Piccadilly Gardens. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I'm meeting yourself and Mark, mm-hmm. Johnny, and uh, we're going to go and watch The Batman. So if, anyone's, if anyone's sat thinking, hey, Batman's out this weekend, why are Dave and Greg not talking about it? It's because we're going on Saturday morning. So we'll be talking about it next week. Yes. Uh, and I, I for one, cannot wait. Other mm. than that, uh, the kids are starting having a trial at a theatre cl- club. Oh, nice. Uh, that's, that'd be quite cool. I'm quite looking forward to seeing how they get on there with that. Uh, oh, they'll love it. Yeah. I'm sure they'll love it. The Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. quite dramatic. They are. <laughs> anyway. They bloody are. They bloody like are. the dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What about you, other than the Batman, of course? The Batman. Uh, no plans Saturday uh, after that. Yeah. Probably, you know, trampolining or something. Sunday, um, I'll be picking... My in-laws are in Portugal on a golfing holiday, so I'll be picking them up from the airport. Um, and then, yeah, like like gymnastics for Ben and stuff like that. So that's, that's it, really. Not not tons cool. this weekend. Nice. Yeah, weekend after I'm going out. Ah, uh, in uh, Manchester. I'm in, in Manchester. Scotland the weekend after. Oh, are you? Yeah, for a wedding. What for? Oh, a wedding. That's nice. wedding. Oh, that's reminded me. I need to have a suit to the dry cleaners. Going to do it tomorrow. 
Nice. I'm at a, uh, I'm going on a, yet another stag do in Edinburgh in uh, start of April. Oh, Bloody hell. Nice. I've got Benidorm. Oh, yeah, remember you said <laughs> Oh, dear. Greg and Benidorm. Two things I never thought would would go together. Jab <laughs> the water, yeah. Anywho. Unbelievable. Password. Password this week is pancake, it obviously. Is. Yeah. Obviously. You can send us your messages. You can send us reviews. You can rate the podcast. You can buy us a beer at buymeacoffee.com forward slash dads and film pod. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that sort of stuff at dads and film pod. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Gregory, lovely to see you as always. Thank you. To see you again this week. Yes. Which is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I look forward to seeing you on Saturday morning. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Saturday. We will see you next week. Bye.